0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unseen Universe. My name is Kelly Ray. I'm here with our lovely co-host, Karen dominguez cavan How are you, Karen? I am great. How are you doing? I'm doing okay.
1: Working with the uh, final Mercury going direct today as we record. Ah. So that was good. So we've come out of seven planets in retrograde to down to six, which leaves us two more weeks, two and a half maybe of uh, cleanup time and post retrograde energy. So it, but it is going to be a nice powerful month of good, positive inner strength and communication with ourselves, really clearing our way and bringing in our own power for this month in October. So
0: That's really great. I'm glad to hear that. Yay for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yay for that. And as Karen just said, we are in October in case anybody's listening to this at a later date and you're binging us from episode one. Congrats. (laughs) Well, we have a really fun episode today, but before we get into it, just have a couple very tiny announcements to get out of the way. We have officially set up our social medias on Facebook and Twitter And we have an email as well. So stay tuned to the end of the episode and we will be sure to give all of those out so you guys can reach out to us. And what other announcements do we have? Um, I have one very silly announcement to make about our previous episode for anybody that's listening. Karen's laughing at me, but I have to say it because I don't want people to think I'm an idiot. So on the last episode, when I was recording... I realized that I mispronounced the same word twice in the span of like two minutes and I was so mortified, but I, there was literally no way for me to edit it out. So I just want everybody to know that I am a native Texan and I'm very smart, but sometimes in the country, it just comes out wrong. (laughs) So I was trying to say the word interpret as in we interpret different meanings of things. And my country self said, interpret, (laughs) like I've never been taught English before. So (gasps) I just felt the need to let everybody know that I do know how to use words properly on most days. So I'm not going to claim that. So at least she
1: can. (laughs) God knows what'll come through my mouth. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So if on occasion we mispronounce a word, part of it's just because we kind of get in our flow and our rhythm and, you know, we don't even notice it until later. And uh, sometimes it's because we literally just don't know how to pronounce a word properly, (laughs) but we do pretty well most times. Um, And then other than that, I don't really have any actual announcements. Did you have anything you wanted to uh, shout out before we get rolling on this episode? No, just like I was saying, currently
1: in being we're recording here in the beginning of October of 22, this energy is really a very personal time going within and clearing up things within our own personal relationships with our own personal self-worth and things like that. So if you're having a hard time, if you are listening to this later in the month and you're noticing, you know, hey, September was really rough moving into October, you are feeling the energies of all the retrogrades we were going through and they're slowly coming out. So as of today the 2nd of October while we're recording, mercury has gone direct and by the end of the month two more planets are going to come out of retrograde. So things are going to kind of ease up a bit. The positivity that is coming into our energy field being, you know, offered up to us at this point. Trust in that. Trust in that it's going to be getting better. October is all about helping yourself knowing your worth being able to give that to yourself and trust in that and uh, know that there's a big spoonful of abundance and support coming in for you from the cosmos this year this month
0: yeah, and this year yeah well, the last <laughs> few months of it
1: <laughs> so but that's about all I've got to say about what's going on right now as we're recording
0: good deal thanks for that Today, we are going to actually dive into a little bit more basic terminology and explanations of things just before we get like super deep into our conversations in a few more weeks, just so everybody has a little bit of a decent understanding in case you are new to this or in case you like to know how Karen and I communicate about certain things. So we are going to go over the differences and the characteristics of guides and angels, light beings, ghosts, elementals, nature spirits, things like that today, and just do a little bit of a rundown of all of those things. And I'm really excited about it because <laughs> I like a lot of these things. And uh, I've had experiences with a lot of these things, and I've seen a lot of these things in my meditations, and Lord knows, Karen has. So, yeah, a couple of we'll, times, we'll sprinkle in a few stories here and there. So with that, I guess let's start with probably one of the most used phrases when people talk about meditation and spirituality and going on their energetic journeys, and that is guides. Sometimes they're called spirit guides. Sometimes they're just called guides. Sometimes they're called, I don't know what other words people use with guides. Guardians, guardians, angels.
1: beings of lights, divine energy. There's all kinds of names for them. They all kind of mean the same thing in a collective whole, Uh, you know, but when you're getting into the fine details, there are guides. And as we've said before, guides can be your loved ones. They can be angels. They can be people through history and time. These could be people from your childhood. These can be great grandparents. From, you know, that you never met people always like, well, I don't know them. Well, that doesn't matter. They know you. There's a bloodline connection, there's a lineage connection through spirit. So that's the thing, you know, you don't have to worry about whether you know them or not. I know names and of things, and I don't necessarily know people. I think my quickest one that I would say that came up to me is I had Ernest Hemingway come up for some guy in a coffee shop. You know, I know he's writer that's all I know about him. I don't know a bunch, but this man was writing and Ernest Hemingway came in and the way he gave it to me, the the sense of him was the only image that in my own personal recollection is how I saw it. Well, clearly he was a muse or a guide or an inspiration for this gentleman who was actually having writing trouble. And so when I gave him the message that helped. So, Those are the way we can start to connect with guides. So guides, loved ones, and spiritual mentors on the other side are going to come through and they're always going to help to kind of guide you, but nobody says you have to do anything because everything is free will and that's what they respect. So know that they're going to come forward and they're going to push it, but it's still inevitably your own free will choice to listen to or not you know where we all talk about ah my intuition or my gut told me to do this and it, i was scared so i did the opposite mm-hmm. and then it was the wrong choice and i knew that in hindsight so this is for us to realize that those guides and angels when they come up with those little blinks in our mind and our our energy field that make us go hmm and second guess it think about it <laughs> and listen You've got to learn how to listen to those. So, guides come in in different forms, different ways. You know, in my mind, I always think when I think about guides, I think about the fairy godmothers from what is it, Cinderella, the little bibbity bobbity boop ladies? <laughs> and I see them like that. That's how I always wanted them to look. But they come in different forms. Sometimes it's just, like I said, an energy, an orb or sometimes it is actual feeling of a presence of like a grandmother or an aunt or a friend or something, but they're just here to help support us. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're here from the moment you're born until the moment you
0: die. Some will come in and out. Thank you. I was actually, I was just about to ask and clarify for people that not all guides are there from your inception until you cross over to the other side again. Some come and some are literally there for a one moment sort yep. of a deal. Some are there for you period of your life, whether it be yes. a few months or a few years. And then, of course, you do have some that obviously do stay with you throughout your life. Yeah. The guardian angels, you have at
1: least one. And most will have one, but you can have many. Your soul is assigned this guardian angel that travels through you through all your lives, so knows everything about you. So in this life coming in, going out, the next life coming in, going out, they're always there. But you will have other guides, you know, like I'll have clients will talk about being very connected to Archangel Michael. And then all of a sudden they hear about Metatron. Archangel Metatron. And when they do that, they're like, I don't hear Archangel Michael anymore. It's because it is not a a worry that he has left you. And now you only have Metatron. That's your only choice. They step back. So like, as we go through school, we have our kindergarten teacher, and then we have our high school teacher and the kindergarten teacher is always there. You can always go back to that teaching, but it may not be as relevant, but it is always available. So one angel or one guide may step back while another one steps forward to help grow. And what's the word you guys are trying to get me to say? Totally blank on the word. They're not giving it to me. To elevate, to ascend your wisdom within your journey. Each level of information comes at different times. So you have archangels and other things, uh, beings of lights and elementals that will come in for different information. And they may come in and give you A to M of information, leave for a while and come back and give you N to Z and then another time. So understanding that they come in as you need them and that information is pertinent to that period of growth. Okay. If that
0: makes sense. That makes, yeah, well, it makes sense to me. So (laughs) if anybody has any questions, please do feel free to reach out and we will absolutely clarify. So basically just to recap guides, overall is a very general term that we use that incorporate lots of things, angels, dragons, light beings, cosmic energy, loved ones, things like that. Um yes. so that leads me to a question that people have asked before that I would like to ask again which mm-hmm. is pretty self-explanatory but just so people know are guides always or only energies that quote look human or have a human body entity that you can envision in your head
1: my feeling my perception and my experience says that However, your guides show up, and for many, and I mean many, people will never see them. They will sense them. So you may close your eyes and see an energy outline of a human form. You know, it could be a turtle man energy, and you're not going to see that because it, you will become so distracted on that. So, what they're going to do is they're going to come to you in a natural way that is the most appealing and easy to receive without distracting you from the message and guidance they're giving you. So it may literally be an orb of light. It may be a warmth of like a warm blanket being put around you or a hug. So there may be more sensations versus actual vision with your eyes open. And it's not often most people get visions with their eyes open um, most of my visions, when I have my eyes open and I see a spirit or an energy or somebody's loved one near them, what I am sensing is the energy pattern. And it's almost like there's a, like a, maybe the thickness of like a Sharpie of light energy on the edge of their form so that I can tell the person I'm talking to, I feel somebody that's got broad shoulders. So I'm sensing wide shoulders because that's how wide the energy form looks like. Almost like they're backlit and you can just see. That's exactly Right. right. I had one lady that came to me and she was sitting there and her dog wanted to show up. And, you know, dogs are spirits too. So it was interesting how this dog tried to make me understand that it was a very large dog. And this was the funniest thing. She was sitting at the chair in front of me at my desk and behind her and my room had, I don't know, traditional eight foot ceiling. The dog put this massive paw print right at the very top next to where the ceiling and the wall came together. And that's all I saw was this glowing paw print of energy up there. And I said, did you have a dog that was really big (laughs) that passed away? And she started crying. And, and it was, you know, that was his way to help me interpret it. I didn't see his physical form. All I saw was as if there was an energy paw print there, but it was very high to let me know it was such a large thing. So any way you get them typically is going to be the most peaceful for you to be able to stay in alignment with the message they're trying to bring you. So trust that if there's an outline of energy form a human looking one or just orbs or like little fairy size things that kind of bounce around, you know, those are the things that you may resonate most with. So there is no, you know, one size fits all.
0: It's what you're most comfortable with seeing. Right. And that kind of goes into a question I was going to ask you later, but we'll just tie it into this since it's basically piggybacking off of it. So like cosmic energy doesn't always necessarily mean you'll see something of an outline of a human or something that's familiar or that you're okay with sometimes it's a pulse or sometimes it's just a feeling or sometimes it's not necessarily something that you're always going to physically it well in your well physically see or in your mind's eye see because it's different for everybody right i think that's something for people to keep in mind and myself because i often forget that not everybody, quote, sees things in their meditation. Sometimes it's a feeling Mm -hmm. or a sound. For me personally, I do see things in my meditations. And so I have to always put myself in check, which was a very good reminder from you just now, because I forget that not everybody has, I mean, technically everybody has that capability, but not everybody that's not everybody's strength, with it. Right. or is comfortable with it. So sometimes when I say, oh, well, you can see, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the same for everybody. So good reminder for myself as well, y'all. Those are the two things that I hear the most from people is I want to see like
1: you see. I want to hear like you hear. Mm-hmm. But as we've said many times in discussion is that you see, hear, feel, know, smell and taste. Those are all languages of communication. So when I tell you I'm hearing this, I may actually be feeling it within my body. And that may be the language they're using to speak to me with to help me understand what they're trying to say. Um, so if somebody's trying to communicate the way they died and I'm suddenly getting, you know, like tightness in my throat. So I, I can say, well, were they, were they not able to speak or communicate or was this a throat cancer or something going on? Because that is what they make me feel. And in that, that comes with a load of information with it. So it's not actually maybe audible words I'm hearing, but that sensation that comes in with all of that knowingness with it. So those languages of communication with the spirit realm are the things that we have to learn how to get comfortable with and not compare, you know, well, Kelly, why don't you hear it like I do or see it like I do, right? You need to be able to trust what you can validate for you as you're getting that information. And that's what we want to work on is that own personal trust instead of comparing it to everybody
0: else. Which is actually what our next episode is about signs and symbols. So stay tuned. (laughs) So to get back into the guides before we move on to mm-hmm. uh, one of the others, uh, another really big question. Well, there's actually two questions that that come up a lot, I feel, and they kind of go hand in hand. And that is, how do you know who your guides are? And can you ask a particular entity to be your guide? So how do you know who your guides are, Karen? How how, was, how would one go about realizing and noticing and understanding that it's a guide for them. I can tell you how I got
1: mine. Sure. First off, my great-grandmother, the Native American, and my brother were my first two and are still here with me now. And they come in and out of times of helping me and guiding me. But when years ago, like over 10 years ago, when I finally was yelled at long enough by my angels and guides that they said I had to meditate, So I finally went to meditate and I'm like, okay, so who's my guide? I want to know my guide's name. So I just, every day I meditated three times a week. I kept waiting, waiting, waiting. And finally being a native American, I expected sitting bull or running bull or something like that. And I got Thor and I started laughing because (laughs) that's, you know, a Nordic God and all of that. And I was terrified of thunder and lightning. So it didn't make sense to me. So I wrote it down. I heard That's all I heard was Thor. And I wrote down that. And I thought, God, this is ridiculous. And I laughed. So then the next time I go to meditate, again, same thing. All I hear is the word Thor. And I'm like, okay. So for three days, I'm cracking up, laughing. Why is this Nordic God coming to me? And I finally asked. I said, why are you my guide? And his words very clearly voice said, because we both fight for the greater good of all. And I was like, oh, okay. So since that point, that was my confirmation for me because it was not what I expected at all. So I didn't ask, I just asked for who is my guide now? What am I needing? And that is who stepped forward. So for me on my journey, my personal preference is to ask for what the universe and cosmos wants to bring to me because I trust that they know better than I do. So I open myself up to that and that's what came and truly has been so powerful and so protective of me ever since. And I've had other, a few other people that are intuitive and sense energy have been able to sense him by me when I'm doing things. So I know he's still there and I still feel protected by him. Anytime I get a little nervous and uncomfortable, I'm like, Hey Thor, (laughs) come help me. And I feel him.
0: Thor is awesome. And as a side note to Karen's Thor, she has told me before that when she sees Thor in her meditations and around that he comes through as Chris Hemsworth's style of Thor. And as a second side note, I work in the TV, film, and commercial industry and have actually made a commercial with Chris Hemsworth and uh, can confirm he is quite handsome in person. For anybody wondering, yes. Karen gets to see Chris <laughs> All regularly. <the> <laughs> <laughs> and it works for me. <laughs> Whatever works. So the best way to find out who your guides are is simply ask, and it may not come through the first time
1: right but this is a, an important piece is when you want to know who your guides are don't get so stuck on knowing the name mm, mm. get very good get focused on sensing the energy because in an energetic field of you know the cosmos it is all about energy so the name you can call them sam or sally or whatever you want to call them but it is the energy you need to understand that you resonate with and you acknowledge. So, you know, if it's a positive or negative energy, so you know, if this is feeling connected to you or kind of just passing by, I would say, if I was telling you to connect with it, don't worry about the name, focus on the energy. And if every time you call out, you know, I'm calling forth my guides to come and help me connect with the energy and you will start to actually sense separation if let's say you feel like you're crowded in a room full of them you will sense one that will come forward and then as you build that relationship and energy connection you will start to sense okay this is a male this is a female this is an et or a light being and you know then you can work on the name but build the energy connection before you get stuck about i can't hear them talk
0: connect with the energy I think that's a really good point you make about the name because I think a lot of people do get stuck on, but I want to know the name. I had something come through to me many years ago in a meditation and I kept, and it was a very, very clear, it was a a fairy came through to me in meditation. First time a fairy had ever come through to me in a meditation and it kind of like surprised me, but it was fun. And then afterwards I was like, oh, I don't know her name. What was her name? And so I would try to meditate moving forward. And I would try to ask like, what's your name? What's your name? And like, she would never really just tell me. And she really only made one really big appearance, but like I could still feel her around occasionally in my meditations, but she would never tell me. So then in my meditation, I would just start throwing out like, okay, well, I as a person need to attach a name to this because it makes me feel more comfortable, right? I feel like that's human nature than just being like the thing that floats around, right? Right. We need some sort of attachment for us. And so I just kind of started scrolling through names in my head and I was just like, no, that doesn't fit. No, that doesn't fit. And then, so then I was just like, I think Jasmine, I think Jasmine works. And I never, I was never told no. So I just I just go with it. So I'm just like, OK, well, that's what her name is until I am told otherwise. And I move on because you don't want to get stuck in that space because there's so much more other information you could be bringing in because a name is a name is just a name, you know. Right. I probably will say out of 10 clients
1: or 10 people, eight will get so tied up that they didn't get a name or don't know exactly who it is, what archangel, what guide, what realm, what you know, element it is, that they'll literally lose that connection because they're so much in the ego that they need to have it this way instead of being in the connection of that energy and allow that energy to help you. But as we get down in the stories here, I'll tell you another story when we get to that section.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> we have so many stories. I don't, I don't, I don't have nearly as many stories as Karen. So I try to be very <laughs> um whatever (laughs) very cognizant as to when I tell my stories because like literally by episode four I could have all of my stories told and then I wouldn't be able to have any more for the rest of the podcast so I try to keep it to a minimum Karen's got like a vault of stories and I've got like a fireproof lockbox of stories so very big difference in size of amount of stories but You know, it's all good. So before we move on to angels, since guides is so all encompassing, I will go ahead and ask this question again. I know that we can ask and call in and request for certain dragons or angels or whatever loved ones come in. But can we ask for a particular entity to be with us and be our guide? Could I say, you know what? I think I really want I'll say Thor because I've never had an experience with Thor. I really want Thor to be with me all the time and I want him to be my guide. Can you do that? Or is it more of a, well, of course you can, you can do whatever you want, right? You can always ask, but you know what I'm saying? Right. You can ask, but this is the preface I'm going to give to it.
1: When you're asking let's say you want to talk to Van Gogh and or Leonardo or Thor, and you want them to be your guide, you are deciding that what already in your mind that they need to give you. So you are not going to get what you need. So that is going to be the most difficult part because you are putting your ego ahead of your soul and your heart. Mm. Which is where the information needs to come to, because your ego does not need to be into this conversation. When that happens, this is the way I see it, is that you decide you would really like to have an experience with Thor, but you say, I would like to call in a strong protective energy to help me along this next part of my journey because I feel like I need it and I am open to who comes. And you may find that it is Thor or somebody Thor like. Mm -hmm. So I love that. It's like when you get a reading and you're like, hey, I want to talk to my brother who's passed away, but your grandfather shows up. You don't know, but he's going to bring the message you're going to hear because you're going to be tied into the things you want to hear from your brother in a certain way
0: Mm -hmm. versus
1: hearing the message you need. Mm -hmm. And that's important. So I really would recommend when you call forth the guide or entity that you would like to connect with, ask for the characteristic. Yeah. The characteristic of that guide and be open to who comes and represents that for you because they will bring you what you need, not just what your ego thinks you need. So you Absolutely. can tell everybody, "Hey, Thor's here, being super sexy for me." Because I'd have never asked it. I love Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> but that's not who I would ask for. Right, right. You know, right. Trust in that. Ask for the characteristics and the
0: strength and the wisdom you need versus the person. Sounds good. So let's move on into uh, a little bit more specific. Entities or energies that we deal with that fall in that umbrella of guides. So I think the next big one is angels, which I think is fairly self-explanatory for most people. I don't think we need to go into what, quote, an angel is, um, unless you feel necessarily drawn to You've already answered one of the questions that I had slated, which is our guardian angels in each person and are they there for life? And you've already answered that question. We all have at least one guardian angel. Some people have multiples. If you only have one, it doesn't mean that you know you've done something bad. No, nope. <laughs> it just means you just have one. It's not a big deal. So with angels, we all have at least one guardian angel. So that's great. So everybody should feel good about that. And then we also have other angels that are surrounding us at all times, right? So yes, with some of those angels come and go, some stay with us frequently, like you said earlier, some step back, but they're still there. Some are more dominant and more present with us. I've had conversations with other people in the spiritual world and it kind of varies with everybody's feelings as far as how many and when and all that, but you could literally have hundreds and thousands of angels surrounding you. So could, when you think about that, be overwhelming. But it's really not, because a lot of times they're just there simply as support, whether it's at nudging you in the right direction, or maybe having you turn left instead of right, because they're going to keep you out of harm's way. And it's something that you don't even really recognize or feel in the moment. So there's so many angels around. But there are obviously quote, the big ones that people talk about very frequently. They're in biblical sense that they've been
1: around through many cultures, many religions through time.
0: Tell us some of the angels that are, quote, good for certain things, just kind of like crystals. Some crystals and stones are better for certain things. Some angels are better for their forte is protection over something else. Okay. So a couple of the archangels
1: are Archangel Haniel. She is the angel goddess of the moon. She has the divine feminine energy and her energy for me, I really, it helps me align with that feminine side of myself and bringing in that gentleness. And during full moons, I am more of a person that is a full moon person. So during the full moon, I really feel her energy around for myself. And it really helps me connect with my own emotions she's really great. Also, there is Archangel Ariel is all about the animals and helping us be the peaceful warrior, being able to support the energies of the animals, those that have no voice to speak. It's there to help call in protection and healing for them and also helping us find that animal energy strength within ourselves. And then you have Archangel Uriel, And he is all about being the light, helping guide the way, helping us with the light energy and the harmony of the sun and helping us be that beacon for ourselves, connecting to that light within and the divine, and also being that light for those around us. Archangel Metatron and Archangel Sandalphon were two humans that walked in the physical world and ascended into archangel status. They're up there doing their thing. When you talk about chakras, Archangel Metatron is known to be at the highest level of all the chakras up into the ethereal realm, and Archangel Sandalphon is down inside Mother Earth, so very much connected to groundiness. so each of them take a space there to help connect the energies and all of that that we work with. And then Archangel Gabriel, in most texts, you will see Archangel Gabriel as a male, and Kyle Gray sees it as a female. And for me, I actually resonate with Archangel Gabriel being a female for me. As I saw the image of her that he had created for his card deck, I found the resonance for me because you know archangel gabriel is the messenger and this you know helping us speak this truth and communicate and it is a nurturing energy for me and that is how i connect with her energy is it makes me feel more of that feminine and for my own personal beliefs and you will hear it from many other people within the spiritual realm that angels are both male and female, and they're going to come to you Mm -hmm. in the form that you recognize the most. So I may talk to you about Archangel Gabriel as a female, and I call her a her. But when you see that energy, it is male, and that is strong for you. And that's absolutely fine. You need to trust that because they will come to each of us individually looking and feeling uniquely to us so that we can resonate and connect and hear the message. So don't get tied up if I say,
0: that she's a female and you see a male, that's okay. So glad you made that distinction and that clarification because that was one of the questions I was going to bring up. So that's great.
1: And it is very unique. And sometimes like I, for quite a while, I had a group that would talk to me that I just called them the collective because it was so many voices in so many languages, but I couldn't tell if they were female or male. They were just non-sexed. It was just light and high vibrational energy is the way I felt mm-hmm. it. So I just trust it. And I called them the collective because I couldn't say all of her or all of him's. It was just them. It yeah. was just this collective positive energy. So and then finally, we have Archangel Michael, which is all about protection. And he, you know, his name means he who is like God. They call him the Prince of Light and the ruler of the angelic realm. He is like the head archangel telling everybody else what to do. But each archangel, as you asked, what do they do? Each archangel can do everything, but they have a specialty. It's like going to ear, nose and throat doctor. He doesn't only know about your ear, nose and throat. He knows about your whole body, but his specialty is ear, nose and throat. Same thing with the archangels. They all can come to you and help you for whatever you need, but there are ones that are specifically with that. And then behind each of them are choirs of more angels that work in connection with each archangel. And we worry often, I hear people, well, I'm afraid to ask Archangel Michael for help. And he's so busy helping others who are in a worse (laughs) place than I am. And I'm like, look, they are omnipresent. They can be with all 8 billion of us on the planet at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you're not taking anything away in any way, shape or form from another living soul, because the angels are omnipresent. And the same thing with your loved ones, when they die, and let's say you have five or six brothers and sister and one brother dies, that brother can then be with all of the siblings, the parents, and whoever's left and all their friends all at the same time. Because I can tell you that my friend who is like a second mom to me, she used to smoke. When she died, And her daughter, who is like a sister to me, she and I were both in the different cars, different parts of town, and at almost the exact same moment had the exact same experience Mm. with cigarette smoke in the car with us, and neither of us smoke. Mm -hmm. So it can happen at any time, and it's not. He's only my archangel. You can't have him Mm -hmm. there with everybody.
0: Exactly, no preference. We have to remember that once you cross over into the other side and into that realm and dimension, we have to keep in mind, there's no more human body. A human body is something that we have here for earth to experience the life that we have here to get us around and function in the world. But once we cross over, there is no time or space that exists. Absolutely,
1: so Absolutely. We can be
0: in all places all at the same time. That's a really big yeah. point to make. So thanks for bringing that up as well. And also
1: to kind of tap off of that is people get real caught up in, well, they, aren't they going to be upset that I'm seeing somebody else or I'm doing this? None of that right. is in their consciousness on that side. They only wish you joy, happiness, and love. They do not want you to not be happy, to not move forward, to not continue to be, you know, productive and, you know, grow within your own spiritual journey here in the physical world. They are here and they come to talk to you, to give you peace, to give you healing, to help you move forward, to not be stuck in a moment of time of loss, because they they love seeing you happy. They love being supportive. As do the angels, the guides and all of that. That's what their purpose is. So that's why we have to remember to call them in and connect with them so we can
0: go forward. So I don't want to get too derailed, but you bring <laughs> up you, but here we go. Sorry. I'm here no, we go. No, it's me that's about to derail. So we have this running joke that I have to bring Karen back in cuz she'll go off on various tangents, (laughs) all valid, but various tangents, but that are all very good information, but not concise to what we're talking about. And I will bring this in because you just spoke about it. And I think it's important for people to hear, but correct me if you want to explain it a different way, just because the guides and angels specifically loved ones, because that's the experience that I'm going off of want what's best for us and for us to be happy and joy And they are not going to be necessarily upset if we want to call in a different angel or guide or something. However, they can still be unhappy with a current situation that is happening in your life and want to help try to guide you away from that or help try to guide another loved one away from that. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I've had a session with you specifically um, (laughs) and... My brother came through, obviously we won't go into the details, but my brother came through and he was very, very upset with a situation that was happening and he was doing everything he could to try to bring things into harmony. So I think maybe we should touch on that just a little bit so that people kind of maybe understand that it's not necessarily, they're going to be angry and try to do something bad to you because and punish you, but they can see that a situation is not necessarily for everybody's highest and greatest good. And so they are trying to do everything they can in order to push it back into the light. So I will reference this
1: off of your comment about our session. So he was uncomfortable about a situation, but the thing is why he was talking to you about it to guide you. It was because he already knew from your heart center what you wanted. You may Mm -hmm. not have verbally announced that to even yourself, but on a heart center level, that information that he brought forward was to help give a confirmation to what your heart knew you needed to do. Mm -hmm. And so that is him helping guide you as your family member to do a good thing and know that it was the right choice. And so they will come in and guide you. And they're not necessarily upset at anybody that, because they don't feel like that. They've, they sense the discord within the family or situation, and they do their best with connecting with the energy of their family to find the best way to go for everybody, like you said, for all involved. It's not about one person being happy or even two. It's about it being best for everybody with the idea that they can see how it is in this moment in the discord and also forward in how it could be beneficial to the whole group. And that's how they come forward. So it is that they're not forcing us. They will always give us free will choice. I'll give you an example. My Grandmother my mother's mother died and wanted me to write a book and I was not okay with it. At first I was okay with it but I didn't want my name on it cuz I was afraid. I didn't had not been out of the cosmic closet yet. I was afraid to put that out there and I was going to do this with somebody else and make a deal that they would be the face of it and I would be, you know, just the one doing the channeling to write the book that my grandma wanted written. And because me and this other person did not Do well in that situation, I chose to stop it. So I went to my spiritual mentor and I said, Oh my God, you know, my grandma wants me to do this. And, you know, and I don't think I can. This is so stressful and full of anxiety for me. And he told me she offered it to you. It's not a requirement. So I meditated. I talked to my grandma and my grandma said, That's okay. I'll find somebody else to do it. I don't want it to upset you. Mm -hmm. she goes but I wanted to offer it to you first and when I said no she said okay so somewhere out there my grandma's book may be out there to have been channeled by somebody else but she wanted to offer it to me and she's not mad at me and she moved on with it so that that was just an offer and that's what we have to remember is those things come and they're not mad or they're not happy or sad or whatever. They just, they're offering up because they connect with your heart. Because it was something I would have loved to have done for her. Mm-hmm. But I was afraid to put my
0: name out there, out of the woo-woo closet before I was ready. So just to go back for a second, just for clarity. Yeah. So when you say, for instance, just to reference the session you and I had about my brother, and you said he was uncomfortable, but I do remember you very specifically saying he is coming through and he's like stomping his feet on the ground and he's really upset. So mm-hmm. I guess that's what I want to reference for people to understand. It may come through to you that way so that you can feel the urgency of what of the message that needs to be held. But he or wh- whoever comes through for that person is not necessarily projecting that anger onto Absolutely. the family members. It's more of a way that you receive it In yourself so that you can relay it to us as your client or your listener yes, so that we can understand they feel this urgency and this is how they're getting me to tell you that they understand the gravity of the situation. I just want to make sure that that is clear and that I'm understanding that correctly for the audience. So yes, that is true. And if I was to tell you what I told you back then,
1: Mm -hmm. And I said, Kelly, this is what I'd like you to do. And (laughs) he'd be like, that is not my brother. And he would (laughs) not talk to me like that. It is not all that fluffy stuff because they need to come through with the personality and the energy that you remember them being. Right. Because if the situation was in the physical world, that's how he would have reacted.
0: Right. It needs to feel authentic to the person that you are reading so they can resonate with the energy that's coming through.
1: Right. Because if I came in super soft and gentle about it, you'd be like, yeah, that's nothing my brother would ever say. And so it won't resonate. So it it won't be the confirmation you need for your heart and what you know. Because you know, that's important. That's and that's how they do it. If you know somebody you knew was always a jokester and coming in and then came in and was super duper serious with you, you'd be like, that's so out of character. So they try to come right. in the way you understand. Right. So that it meshes with
0: your energy, your thoughts, and your heart. Right. Awesome. So again, sorry to derail onto that, but I did feel <laughs> like it was a really important point that had a nice little timing for us to get into.
1: It's very good that you asked that, and it's important because a lot of people will get derailed by that within right. their own trust of what they're feeling and mm-hmm. sensing. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Would you like to give us a couple more angels in their their? I'll tell you the ones that I personally have dealt with.
1: Archangel Azrael has to do with death and change. Mm-hmm. So that's transition. So transition, transformation. So shifts in our life, not just death. Archangel Razael he's like the Merlin angel in magic. So he's, he's the one who came to me and took me into the Akashic record room and really helped me connect with that place of wisdom. So that was one that the way I connected with him, his energy. And he got annoyed with me because he took me flying and I was very excited. I got to fly for the first time and I was like, woo, I get to fly. And he's like, focus. And I'm like, no, no, I'm flying. Hold on. You do that all the time. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> flying is really cool. Give me a moment, please. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so we've got time. That was, it was very interesting. And so every time I've ever gone back to the acacia Record Room to gather information, he is always kind of the guy that stands at the door for me and opens it. He also was the angel who took me to the Hall of Angels to make choices. And again, I stood at a staircase and he's like, go left or right. That's up to you. And I'm like, well, what's up there? And he's like, no, you got to choose. And I'm like, damn it. But, you know, it was for a purpose. So he's always kind of connected me with that energy of magic and wisdom and those sacred powers, I guess is the only word I can think of. And then Archangel Orion, that one I learned about through Kyle. I have been drawn to the Orion's belt my entire life since I was a little child. So it was very crazy to find out there was Archangel Orion. The belief is that the Orion's belt is the center of the universe or the cosmos's wisdom is held in that space. And there are many cultures that connect with it. It is believed that the great pyramids of Giza are in alignment with Orion's belt. And also it is believed through the Hopi traditions that they talk to the star people and the star people are believed to come from Orion's belt. There's a lot of energy in that. So for me, he's like kind of the cosmic energy archangel. Those are the ones that I deal with other than Archangel Michael for protection and keeping me safe.
0: Love it. Thank you very much for the explanation (laughs) on those. This has been such a fun episode so far. We actually got a little bit more in-depth into guides and angels than we originally anticipated. No surprise there. So we have decided that we're going to break this episode up into two parts. So this is officially the end of part one. Stay tuned for part two where we will dive into elementals, nature spirits, dragons, ghosts, things like that. And obviously, some more stories and laughs. For now, please feel free to visit us on our Facebook page where you can find us at Unseen Universe Podcast or on Twitter at Unseen Universe underscore or you can email us at podcast at That's podcast at z-e-n-t-o-healing.com. We will also have all of those in the show notes. So hit us up. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thoughts, suggestions, ideas for the show. Thank you all so much. Stay tuned for part two. Namaste and good vibes, y'all.